going on, guys? Max the Body, Max Phil's here. Thank you for joining us. Max Your Mind episode with Danny himself, bro. Thank you for this. This has been a long time coming. It's great to have you. No, it's my pleasure, Max. So you, you know there's a lot to talk about. Oh, I, I have so much things to talk about. I want to pick your mind and find out more about your journey. How, did, how Danny came, came to be, how you opened up the gym and started the movement you started. Like, before we get into a detail, uh, like, you know, uh, it would be really nice of you if you could just do a short little prayer for me, Max. Max. So, like, just I could, like, really, like, get my heart out. You know what I mean? Because I become most genuine, like, when I, whenever I feel God in me. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, if you could do a little short prayer for me, Max, that would be great. I got you. Our Father art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On earth, as it is done in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us for our debts as we forgive our debtors. Give us today our daily bread. Lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is thy kingdom, the power, the glory forever. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. My brother in Christ. Yes, sir. I've never prayed uh, online like that before. Maybe I should start doing it more often. What do you think? Oh, you should. You should. Because, you know, whenever you feel God in you, I mean, whoever, like, whoever God you believe in, whenever you feel God in you, then you become much more powerful and you, you become much more pure in life. So the way the perspective becomes different. And that's the reason why I always try to start my day uh, feeling God in me. So I start with a meditation. You know, I work out right away before anything, Monday through Sunday, mm-hmm. seven days a week. Never take days off from that. No, I mean, we're spiritual beings, so there is no days off. You're spirit every day, and um, as spiritual beings, we have to connect to the source, God. Yes. And so I highly recommend prayer for whoever's not out there that's not praying. You guys start praying. Mm-hmm. We need it right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, I really appreciate your walk. And um, I believe we can edify each other. Mm-hmm. Like iron sharpens iron. And um, so I'm definitely looking forward to catching up with you more, picking your brain and seeing how you overcome your trials and tribulations in life. Yes, sir. the state uh, from Seoul, Korea, South Korea to be exact, mm-hmm. from 1994. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we we live in a one-bedroom apartment. And me and my brother and my parents, uh, my, my mom and dad, so four people slept on the same bed. Mm. And why? Because, you know, uh, every Im- immigrant uh, is not, most of them, is not well financially, you know, because they had to like they had to start all over from the scratch, you know. Agreed. So I remember the the rent was only five hundred dollar, and there was a sum of the, the month rent in Korea or over here. Over here, okay, in Koreatown, not yeah. Korea. Yeah, Koreatown, one bedroom apartment. The rent was five hundred dollar back back in the day. That, that's the rent I'm looking for right now. <laughs> it doesn't exist. Yeah, nah, not at all. <laughs> But there was a days that, like, you know, we couldn't, we couldn't pay that amount, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, right now, to us, you know, 500 is not that much. But then back then, 
to us, to our family, it was a lot, you know? So even at that tiny little apartment, we struggle. Mm-hmm. And so what, what do you want, what do you want me to gain from that experience? Cause that, that, that testament is going to inspire me. Mm. So like, how, how do you, how would that, how do you want me to view that to inspire me? Because, because I was living there until I was 24. I'm 38 right now, and I'm really living the dream that I always wanted to have, meaning I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't meant to be successful. Says who? The environment. The environment. The environment. The environment that I grew up in, I wasn't meant to be successful. And the mentality that I have, I was lazy. I was always making excuses, and I was blaming the world and, and the, the people. So we thought kind of like negative mindset. How can you be successful, right? You can't. You can't. And that's the person that I was when I first came to the state. What sparked the change? Because you're a totally different person now. Just observing my, my parents, especially my mom, uh, sacrificing her life to put the food on the table for me and my uh, brother. Mm. Mm. Just, uh, and that, that piled up. When I was little, like when I was younger, I didn't recognize that. I, I, I did not appreciate that. But as I got older, I started recognizing all the sacrifice and hard work that my mom was putting in. Mm. And, and, the, the, the biggest spark came when my first girlfriend left me for another person. Mm. And that gave me an opportunity to, to, to go to the gym and then express my anger and rage that I was holding it in for a long period of time. Mm. Why I had so much anger? Because I was uh, witnessed my mom just, just working day in and out, you know, mm-hmm. Like just just to uh you know make five bucks six bucks seven bucks right per customers you know right and she she was se- selling like like a health product by the way but she was doing that like door to door sales mm-hmm. and as you know they don't get a, a appreciated a lot of people like you know turn them down because you know you know they don't have a good image when you do a door to door sales you know right you know so looking. Looking at that, observing that, like just it just gave me a lot of anger and rage growing up. I don't know why. And so, what'd you do about it? So when I first left, I remember it was difficult. But then something came out, like a monster, like a beast came out. I guess it was a form of a rage and anger that I holding it in for a very long time. What were you ma- What were you mad about? I guess I was just mad at mad. At at the world like you know because as a as a young age i thought it was very unfair ah, you know why why some people are born wealthy but i was born in a poverty yeah i think we all, we all come from like different backgrounds some some better than others but at the end of the day it's what you do about it that matters and you did something so i want to hear more about what you did like the transformation process mm. like we you know like we see what triggered certain things with spark change. Right, right. Like, what, what phases did you go through to get to where you're at right now? So, 
I started working out then with the rage and, and, and because of that, my body grew so fast because I was working on like a madman, mm. like every day. But I didn't lift right. I didn't eat right. But I guess that, that working, lifting with the heart and passion, like really like changed my physique, even though I was like jerking the weight. I was using all momentum in the world. Mm. But when you're so focused and driven, your body and mind, it, it adapts to what you're doing. Mm, but there's a transformation that happened where you were lazy, upset, for you to get to driven right now. So, like, what was the transformation that happened with the, the journey? There's a journey where you just went in there to express, for therapeutic reason, you just wanted to express rage and anger. But then it, it turned into something else. Yes. So like, what happened there? So, I was working out at 25 Fitness in Koreatown, and this manager fitness manager, personal training manager came up to me and then asked me, you want to be a trainer? You know, I saw your body like transforming fast and I turned it down because, you know, back then that was 20 years ago and personal training wasn't, uh, I I guess more in an Asian culture, being a personal trainer is not highly uh, appreciated. Why is that? I guess in Asian culture, like, you know, like all the parents want you to become a doctor, lawyer, I can relate. I'm, like, I'm Haitian in um, personal uh, training. Even when I was in South Florida, we're in uh, L.A. now. Uh, personal training, that's like, okay, so basically you have no job. That's what you're saying. You're a personal trainer. You want to go outside and play in the gym and, and make a living. Like, so I t- totally understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I turned it down, but then I got fired. Uh, I, I was working at a Korean air, airline mm. at a LAX, and I got fired. You know, I got fired from a lot of different jobs because I was lazy, first of all. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, and, uh, I guess my ego. So you, you quit. You didn't get fired. That's, that's a difference. No, no, no. I got fired. If you got, if you got fired for being lazy, you quit. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Okay. Okay. I had a, like a 10 different job and I all got fired because I was one of those like smart kids that always find a way, way out of not working hard, if you know what I mean. Mm. Yeah. I was, like, my EQ you was You were getting very, away with murder. Not, like, murder, murder, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And because I was looking for a job and I couldn't find any job, so I, I decided to uh, just, just okay, let me just try personal training, you know? I can't find a job anyway. So you're, I... You were mm-hmm. looking for something... Uh, temporary. You were looking for something temporary? Yes. I was supposed to train people for temporary until I find the next job. I see. But when I did it, like, I was hooked onto it because my personality was perfect for being a personal trainer. Why? Because as, as a younger kid, I always, I, I, I was born with a good heart. And my parents always taught me to become a good person, meaning be considerate to others and try to, help others, even though you're not in a good place, and that's how you become successful. They always taught me that. So having, having, a, having born with a good heart, kind, kind heart, personal train, training was the best job for me because you get to help people. Mm. You get to give advices to people. You get to change people's lifestyle in order for them to become fit, right? Right. And it made me feel so good. Mm. And I was hooked onto it. So you, f- you got fulfillment out of it. Yes. And so that, how did that inspire and motivate you 
will stop being lazy. It just came out naturally. It came out naturally because I was I was in love with what I was doing. Mm. Purpose. Yes. Good for you. Yes. And like even though I was lazy, like the spark once the spark came out bec- uh, from the love of what I was doing, mm-hmm. the motivation and discipline like slowly increased on its own. Mm. And this is a reason why I tell everybody it doesn't matter how old you are, where you, where you are in your life, always find something that you love doing. And if you haven't found it yet, don't give up looking for it. Mm. Because when you do, when you do anything in life that you love doing every single day, the money will come. Oh yeah, most definitely. So like you said, you found purpose. It's, a, it's a very important to, I feel like, to self-examine, you know, right. reflect on your past, mm-hmm. what you're happy about, what you're unhappy about, because you, you took the time to get to know yourself better, what, what made you upset, why you were upset, and then you took action. So you, you found, you made time to get to know yourself better, you found purpose. Yes. And um, I think it's very important for you guys to take note of that. Mm. The journey is, the identity is important. Mm-hmm. And then with identity, you'll find out your purpose, where you want to invest your time. Mm-hmm. And like you said, money will come. Like, money is not the end all. Like, money's not going to buy, you can't buy happiness. So, purpose, fulfillment, mm-hmm. you invest your time, mm-hmm. and you reap what you sow. Yep, yep. So, I was working there, and like, a rumor, like a word of mouth, like, you know, start uh, slowly uh, spreading in Koreatown. You know, there is a trainer named Danny Joe in, in 25 Fitness in Koreatown. And then he's good. You know, he, he gives you results. I gave people results even though I, I didn't have any knowledge or experience, but I was really onto them, if you know what I mean. I was really, like, you know, motivate to change them. So even with the little knowledge, even though I didn't, I didn't know a lot of exercises, I made sure all the exercises, I only ex- like a couple exercises I knew, I made sure they did it perfectly. Quality over quantity. Yes. I mean, you got top trainers right now, top trainers in LA, like or top trainers at a, a big gym. That doesn't mean they know what they're doing. That doesn't mean their clients are transforming their bodies. Mm-hmm. And a lot of trainers try to hold on to clients. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, my, my goal is to help help clients help themselves eventually to become independent of the, of the trainer. Yeah, good. yeah there so, you go. So even though you didn't have all the knowledge, you had the right, um, the right knowledge. Mm-hmm. You had the right mindset. So mm-hmm. I mean, that's sometimes that's more valuable than somebody that has the biggest degree and the most experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're you so have, right you have to care about people, mm-hmm. and um, little things become big things. Oh, that's, that's the key. Little things become big things. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, so once, once people uh, start recognizing who I was, you know, I came out from 25 Fitness. I became a private trainer after that. So I went to people's house and trained, like, over there with the dumbbell and, and the resistant band that I have. What made you transfer from uh, working for a gym to going private? What, what inspired that? Because at the gym, I was only getting uh, paid $12 an hour. Mm. And becoming a trainer, I, I was able to uh, charge people like forty bucks an hour, right? And I could keep I could keep all that without sharing with a you know fitness club. Yeah, I think it's important to you know it's 
it was a great thing to work with people, work for people, learn, mm-hmm. and um, be, be a student. Mm-hmm. But eventually, you have to be independent. You know, we're men, of course. And um, going, be becoming an entrepreneur, working towards that goal is very important. So you have control over your time and your finances. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. So I was uh, training people privately, visiting people's house, roughly about a year or two, and then I, you know, I, I remember. When I when I first opened my like small tiny like uh, studio, mm. you called it a studio more than a gym because it's so tiny, you know. Is it the location you had before this one? No, it was uh, a first location on a. It was like a, I rented an office space mm. in an office building, three hundred square feet, and you could imagine how tiny it was. Mm. And to buy your equipment and and to make the place nice, you know, I remember I bought a. Ten thousand dollars from my mom, hmm. and to to her it was a it was a very big money back then. Huge investment. Yes, so I opened a small studio, like it was dirty too. The carpet was dirty. There was a you know uh, uh, there was a bug coming out from like from the carpet, hmm. but bless, being blessed that I am, like you know I had a ri- ridiculous amount of people coming in. Even even with the tiny studio and dirty place, so I was there for two years, and then I saved up thirty thousand dollar. Of course, I paid back my mom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You did well for yourself. Mm-hmm. So that was enough. That was two thousand ten. So uh, I was thirty six. Yeah, I start. So I started my own business at twenty six. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And. So with that thirty thousand dollar, I move into the this 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 building called Grand Spa on Six and Virgil, mm. and I open up a thousand square feet. Little. I wanna, you know, you 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 mentioned how dirty the first location was. Like, I wanna learn, wanna know what you learn about that first location because yes, it was dirty, but there were lessons, there was growth, there was mm. progression. I wanna hear about that. And experience at that location. And this is the thing that I learned. It's not the equipment. It's not the place. It's not the location. It's what you do for your client. And because I made sure they, they were moved by what I did. You know, every time, every session, I, you know, put my heart into it. Mm-hmm. And I made sure that they had a great workout mentally and physically. If you know what I mean. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Yes, definitely mentally and physically because in the fitness world, it seems like a lot of people assume that it's all about body, body, but there is no body. There's no action without the mind. Mm -hmm. So most definitely I know what you mean by mind and body. Like if you're training somebody, you're going to have to find out where their mindset is at and maybe help them reset their mindset Mm -hmm. so they can be effective physically. So I'm with you. I'm tracking. So, so, you know, basically... I became a successful trainer, even starting from the, t- the tiny, dirty space, because I was training people's heart, not the body. How do you train their heart? You have to figure out a way for you to move your client. You know? Mm. So how do you figure that out? Um, I know a lot of trainers, a lot of trainers are going to be tuning in to hear some insight. So many trainers, trainers so, so many trainers, they just focus on the exercise and they count the repetition and they force them to do more repetition. 
but you have to remind your client why they are working out and talk about your talk about their goals and share their goals and remind their goals every single set motivation yes but in order for you to motivate your client you have to listen to your client mm. because every client go through some form of a mental problems or emotional problems whether they're businessmen whether they're working for a corporate whether they're like husband and wife they, we all we are human being we're so vulnerable so we have a, some form of a mental and emotional disease that we're not aware of. So if you, if you really care about your client, and then if you're listening to what they're saying, then you could really give them a good advice, or you could just by listening, they will feel better. That sounds like a relationship. Yes. So I always have a good relationship with all my clients. Mm -hmm. But emotionally we're tuning in mm. so basically i'm paying all my focus and uh, attention to my clients and i'm not looking at the phone i'm not looking at the instagram how many likes i got you know i'm really focusing on my client and they feel that they're not clients are not stupid no they know everything what you're doing and even e even if somebody was less knowledgeable they can they can see and feel what you're investing into them and they can see the results. Yes. So, you know, if a trainer is not tuned in, is not, you know, finding out what the mindset is at for the client, they're not going to keep the client. So the perfect example of that is, is let me talk about, like, where I am right now as a personal trainer. Mm -hmm. You know, I own a 4,000 uh, 4, square feet private, exclusive private gym. Beautiful gym. Been there a couple of times. And... You know, I, I get to live with a, in a nice, you know, location. And I'm, I'm supporting my parents. They're all retired, you that's, know. That's gold. And, you know, I get to invest on, you know, on some of the stocks and property that, you know, I, I could put my hands on. Mm -hmm. So the point, I, the, the, the reason why I'm talking about these things is there's a lot better trainers, technically, like meaning, uh, there are so many trainers out there that have more knowledge than me, whether it's nutrition or, or, or how to lift properly, how to lift, like, example, like Charles Glass or, like, you know, uh, Honey Rombard. Or, like, name, you, you can name so many great trainers. I bet you there's a lot more trainers that are well, more experienced than me and better than me. But the reason why I'm doing so well is... It's not my knowledge and experience yet. Yeah, th those things helps. You have to have a good, uh, solid base on that. But because people are moved, my clients are moved. So they bring their friends, their friends, and the word of mouth, it gets spread. Quality. Yes. Yes. And their relationship as well. Like, it's not about who you are, what, who you know, what you do. It's like, do you, do you care about the individual? Because it's a one-on-one -on -one personal training. Mm -hmm. so personal relationship mm -hmm. you and your trainer and you know if you're a a-list trainer celebrity trainer but you don't care about people then you know your, your business is gonna be short-lived yeah there so, you go i mean that's that's great man the, uh, the transformation i definitely felt it i've trained with you the first time i trained with you i got humbled i'm i have no problem being humble because i love to learn i come into environments and situations as mm. a student I'm confident, but I come in as a student so I can learn, so I can continue to grow. And when I 
training with you the first time, and every time I train with you, you remind me to focus on form and uh, quality over quantity. So I'm not a client, but I'm I'm getting a taste of what you know you offer to your clients mm. and how how you conduct yourself as an individual in the gym. So much respect, and I'm definitely glad that we're sharing this with the audience today. Mm -hmm. um, mindset first, you know, we, if we look like we work out, yes, but uh, the mind is what drove us. Yes, sir. And, yes, um, sir. So, like, what's the next move? So, the, uh, the, the, the reason why I became a Hollywood uh, celebrity trainer mm. is I, g I met this guy named Jason Tobin. Jason Tobin from, uh, uh, so, ba he's been on a, a couple of independent film, mm -hmm. you know, so, uh, a movie called Better Luck Tomorrow. Mm -hmm. He's uh, well known for that. And Better Luck Tomorrow was a movie, uh, was made by Justin Lin. He's the director of uh, Fast and Furious uh, Tokyo Drift. Okay. Is he Korean? No, he's Chinese. Okay. Yes. And I met Jason, and I convinced him to uh, me to train him. And fortunately, he was uh, shooting a movie that time. He was getting ready for a, a film called uh, Finishing the Game. And he, he was uh, playing a role of uh, Bruce Lee. So he had to get shredded, shredded. Mm. So I trained him for uh, roughly about two months. But because he was my first, like, a movie star, like a celebrity, mm -hmm. I, man, I, I w I'm so, he was paying me for an hour, but I was training for, like, three hours a day. Making sure he gets those results. Yes, yes. Smart move. Yes. But, unfortunately, he was cut from a final cut of the movie. So, he, like, you know, he did become, like, a Bruce Lee, like, body-wise, transformation-wise. Right. Mm -hmm. But he was never, uh, he never made a final cut. But crazy thing about life is, there was a main character named Brian T. He's the drift king in a Tokyo drift of Fast and Furious. Mm. So it was right after that. So he was literally the hottest Asian actor in Hollywood. Mm. And through Brian saw the transformation of, of Jason. Mm -hmm. And then he asked me to train him. Oh, wow. So I trained him. Yeah, that works. Mm -hmm. I, I trained him. And a month later, this, this like a old, old uh, like a big brother, not my not my uh, like own brother, mm -hmm. blood brother, but a big brother called me and asked me, "Would you like to train this guy? You know, from Korea?" And then I, I said, "Sure." And then he's a movie star; he's a big time movie star. And then I sure I went went over to uh to meet him. Mm. And Did you fly over to Korea? No, he uh he, he came town. here. Yeah, he okay. was in town. And I went to his hotel, and then I, I realized that he his name was uh, Lee Byung Hun, Byung Hun Lee. He goes by the name of LBH. Uh, mm -hmm. And I realized he was the biggest Asian star, Asian actor in Asia, Asia mm -hmm. entire Asia. So basically, he's like a Brad Pitt in Asia. Mm -hmm. And he got casted for his first Hollywood film, which was a G.I. Joe 1. And he, he got a role of a Storm Shadow. Okay, seen that. Yeah. So Storm Shadow is like a, is, it's like a fast assassin, uh, assassin uh, ninja. Right. So he, he has to look slim and shredded also. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, because I had a knowledge of getting Jason Tobin ready for, the, for that finishing the game, I applied the same, you know, uh, a method that I applied in Jason to, to LBH. And I see that you applied on yourself as well. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I thought I was in shape. Mm. Oh, come on, Max. You look a lot <laughs> better than me. 
no one's competing, bro. Oh, there you go. You win. No, 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 no. This is your house now. No, no. Now we both win. Mm -hmm. There you go. (laughs) So I trained LBH, and after that, because he's so big in Asia, like everybody in Asia, especially uh, South Korea, all the actors and actresses knew who I was because, like, he came out really good in G.I. Joe 1 as a storm shadow. He Like, he was shredded. That's a good look for you. Mm-hmm. Very, yeah. So, I guess the point I'm trying to make is this. I trained Jason Tobin, even though he wasn't a famous actor, and he got cut, uh, you know, from a final cut of that movie. Mm. He was never shown in the movie, the, the, the product that I uh, gave to him. But it led to another, right? Right. And that's how life works, guys. That's the reason why you have to give 100% to whatever you're doing because you never know what that situation or that person will lead you on to. Mm. I agree. It's like uh, if you're the type of person to cut corners, you're going to do it with a lot of different aspects of your life. Mm-hmm. And this is the type of results you're going to get. But if you're the type of person that wants to invest wisely, give you all, it's like a, a mentality you take with you everywhere you go, even with little things, mm-hmm. little opportunities. And so I totally agree with you, and I've seen that happen in my life. Yes, yes. So, but the one that you told me right now, I learned that from bodybuilding. Mm. The discipline, mm-hmm. not cutting corners. Because as you know, bodybuilding, you would never have, you would never achieve a beautiful top-shaped body if you cut corners. No. Yes. And then if you don't discipline yourself, you will never have an amazing physique. I totally agree. Yes. So, you know, the tools that I learned from bodybuilding, it really gave me uh, a ladder, a, uh, you know, a, a stepping stone mm. to be successful in life. Life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing about bodybuilding. You know, all started as a personal goal. Just wanted to transform my body. And with the feedback I was getting, it inspired me to just keep taking it to the next level. Life people in your life, the feedback, words of encouragement, the motivation, just inspire you to look, figure out what else can I do with fitness, health, Mm. business, Mm. because health is um, underrated. Everybody wants to look and feel good. So how do you improve your health and also help others improve their health? It's it's a beautiful thing. It's um, bodybuilding is not all about bodies. Unfortunately, a lot of us make it too much about the body. It becomes a superficial thing. It becomes boring, uh, to be honest. But like you said, uh, the bodybuilding forces you to practice discipline, humility, patience. And then these are things that you have to implement in all other aspects of your life or mm-hmm. you will fail. Mm-hmm. Uh, people ask me every day, well, what, what, what was, is it nutrition? Is it form? Is it uh, volume? What is it that we need to do to get into better shape? And I'm like, what, what is your mindset at? Mm. Like, what? what that's the motherboard. So if that's not you know, in the right perspective, if that's not in order, if you want something that you're not willing to work for, then that's off. And so like a lot of, when I was doing more one-on-one personal training, a lot of it was a conversation. There you go. Conversation helping the clients reset their mindset so they can execute with or without me. Mm. This is, I mean, the one that Max just mentioned is very important. So if you're a personal trainer listening to this, it's not all about acting like a drill sergeant, meaning mm-hmm. you cannot force that, that, them. That does work with some people, though. Some people need, 
need a drill sergeant. Yes, yes, yes. Temporarily. Yes, but it's not going to last long. If you act like a drill surgeon, uh, if you're a personal trainer, the client, it, they will never uh, last long <laughs> with you because they will get burned out. Stop showing up. Mm-hmm. You ha- so conversation is really important. But then what type of a conversation are you communicating with your clients? Are you mm. talking about yourself? Are you, are you like bragging about what kind of car you drive? You're, you, are you talking about your personal life? Or are you asking a question to your client? Where and try to figure out your client rather than talking about yourself. <laughs> Good point. I, I, I overheard some conversation and I'm like, what's this got to do with training or helping? That's what I mean. The mindset get ready for training. Mm-hmm. It is, it's like small talk, com- just to like keep somebody company while you work out with them type conversations. And it's like, yeah, I mean, if, if that's the only thing you can offer to a client, then hey, what, what's going to make you different than the other next trainer? Like, of course. So. I agree with you. There. And, you know, you, you seem to have a lot of patience as well. So like you said, you, uh, you, you, don't, you don't use the drill sergeant. Um, I've been guilty of using the drill sergeant approach. Um, not with most of my clients because if I, use, if I start using the drill sergeant approach, it's probably a client that I shouldn't be working with because they have to want it. Of course. Like I shouldn't have to get loud or get aggressive. Like it's, right. it's not the military. Um, <laughs> even though some people say they want that, but – I, I'm not going to do all the work for you. We're working together. So mm-hmm. I agree with you. Mm. And um, patience is definitely a huge thing. Oh, man. And bodybuilding also taught me how to be patient. Because as you know, you could take all the supplements in the world, but you cannot grow your muscle overnight. Mm. You have so to how'd wait. How did you get like that? Like Every time I come here, you keep getting into better shape. It's like, what, what are you doing? Uh, what, body, what my mom t- taught me was... Whatever you do in life, be consistent. Mm. But I wasn't able to do other things consistently because I was never passionate about those things. But ah. personal training and bodybuilding, because I was meant to become a bodybuilder and a personal trainer, like something clicked. It's organic, natural. Yes, yes. Because I was in love with what I was doing, I was able to be consistent. And this is exactly the reason why if for everybody that's listening to this, please find something that you love doing. And if you haven't found it yet, still look for it. It doesn't matter how old you are. Mm. Speaking of love, definitely find something that you love doing, but make sure that it benefits others. Because if, if you love doing it and it's just benefiting you, you might want to take some more time to there go. reflect and meditate on what it is that you love. Mm. Or what your perception is of love in general. Because, mm. like, oftentimes we find things that we love that destroys us and destroys other people. Mm-hmm. So, definitely um, work on that identity and find out how you connect with others, mm-hmm. how you benefit others. Because right. we're all connected one way or the other. Like, there you if go. we're talking about health, look at right now, health, everybody's influenced by everyone else's health. Mm. Bodybuilding, we're connected. You're working with clients, clients are working with trainers. It's a small industry, the fitness industry. And if we're talking about health, that's the whole world. Mm. So we're all connected. And um, eventually, whether people want to find something that benefits others or not, life is going to force you mm. to submit to that, that truth. Mm. Oh don't, man. don't take my word for it. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if, if a lot of you guys are under, uh, be able to understand what Max is saying, but 
Max is a very wise person, you know, not Thank because you. not because he's he was born smart. It's because he's constantly uh, searching and looking for wisdom. Hey, how'd you know that? Because I, I could see you mean, it. You mean like looking through my windows, like watching me study? <laughs> no, no, you, you don't point about that, brother. I, um, I love knowledge. I love, I love light. I love insight. I don't like to be confused, and I don't like not to know. So I invest time to do research, you know, and talk to brothers like yourself. Like, mm-hmm. you know, after this episode, I'll be a, a more knowledgeable man because I'm learning always. And I definitely recommend that, you know, just humble yourself, and you'll grow nonstop. But this is what I think about you, Max. Uh, because you're a very religious, your heart is much more pure than the person that doesn't have religion. Don't get me wrong, people. I'm not saying that people that doesn't have religion is bad. I'm just saying people, whoever, wh- whoever has a religion has higher chance of having a pure, much pure heart. Why? Because they practice whatever that religion teaches you. All the religions teaches you very one thing in common, you know? It's not all about you, right? So when you practice that, people like us as a Christian, whenever you practice that, you, you naturally become humble in life. Because what's the most important thing in Christian? Christianity. It's not all about us, right? It's not only me. What is it about? It's just about others mm. giving back. Mm. Now, like, definitely speaking on religion, like, I can, I can honestly say if somebody's religious, it doesn't automatically mean that they're a good person. No. So, like, the best way to be an example and to be a positive person is by living by example. So yes. it's, not, it's not a title because a lot of people have titles. Of course titles of different religions, different beliefs, but when I look at you, look at your actions and listen to your words, look at what you do in the community, what type of work you do, that, that tells me what type of person you are. Mm. And um, so I, um, I am Christian, mm. um, but if somebody tells me the, whether they're Christian or not, I'm looking at their words and their actions. There you go. That speaks more volume for me. Mm. So I, I guess the reason why I brought up religion is that, you know, Max is wise because he's practicing his religion and he's trying to live by his religion. And the reason why I mentioned that is I recommend everybody to have some form of any type of a religion and then try to practice that every day. Whatever they teach you to live, try to live by that. We're not, we're not God, so we can't live exactly the way they teach us, but we could try. So let me ask you this. You're a Christian, right? Yes. When you, when you recommend every, everyone to find a religion and practice a religion, mm. are you talking about everyone should be Christian, or are you, are you suggesting that everybody just choose one? I mean, I highly recommend, you know, uh, from my experience of being a Christian, mm is that I, w- I want everybody to become Christian, of course, because that's, that's the religion that I'm, I'm in love with. But you, earlier... And I follow. You, su- you suggested that people choose a religion. You didn't, yes. you didn't say, you didn't tell them to... Yes. You didn't suggest for them to become Christian, so... Yes. 
Because I, what, what, where do you stand with that? Because uh, I can't, just because Christianity is the best religion for me, I cannot force everybody to have that belief. What's the truth? As, aside from like imposing your will on people mm. and trying to force people to believe something, what's the truth? What should people be following? Truth what is, religion should people be following? Truth is, you know, they should follow whatever they want to follow. Oh, so they should follow what they want to follow, not what God wants them to follow? Of course, of course, what God wants them to follow. But they have, it, it's, it's up to them. It's up to them or it's up to God? It's up to them. Not God. It, I mean, God wants them to follow the religion that they should be following. But then, this is how God made us. He gave us a right of, think of freedom, of, of, of freedom to choose in life. Mm. So even with being powerful God, he cannot force a someone to believe a certain religion. Once the person choose, agree to follow a certain religion, then God kicks in and then takes over. So that I agree. God, um, God gave us power of choice. Yes. But he also gave us truth, correct? Yes. So if he gave us truth, mm-hmm. as Christian, what should we be telling our followers and our audience as far as religion goes? To believe in Christianity. So then I can't, I can't sit here and tell people to just go with any religion that you want to because that's not, that's not as a Christian, I'm either a Christian or I'm not. I'm not, you know, mm. I'm very upfront. Like, mm. see, um, I'm not going to impose anything on anybody, mm-hmm. force anything on anybody, but I have to be honest with myself, mm-hmm. with you, and I have to be honest with my audience about that's who good. I am, what I believe. That's good, Max. And I'm sticking with that. Like, I... Because um, what I find with um, some Christians, mm. they're, they're Christians when it comes to certain things. Mm. And, like, that's not being, that's not being Christ-like. Mm. Um, and so there has to be order and consistency, like you said, with the bodybuilding. And definitely when it comes to my Bible studies, I'm that guy. I'm working towards becoming more consistent. And um, I'm glad we're having this conversation because... A lot of these episodes are going to be focused on spirituality, truth, order. You know, what what religion should people be following? Mm-hmm. What is truth? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the per- perception? Of, um, you know, people say it's objective. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's something that we don't talk about enough. Yeah, But every conversation li- leads to religion or politics because these are very important topics. It is. Sensitive topics, but we're going to talk about them. There you go. Thanks for having my back. Bro, of course. And and thanks for uh, just uh, reminding me, like, you know, uh, how strong I, uh, I should be pushed in my belief. Oh, hey, that's what we do for each other. There you iron go. sharpens iron, and um, we're here to edify each other mm-hmm. and our following. So, um, hey, guys, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, definitely leave some comments down below. Don't forget to subscribe. Um, I'll put Danny's links in the description so you guys can follow Danny. Uh, keep up with our workouts and also you know, find out how you can come by the gym and uh, get some personal training. But um, my brother. Thank you, Max. Thank you. We're going to be doing this again. Yes, sir. Soon. Thanks for everything, guys. Now, this is your camera right there. <laughs>
That one's my camera. Mm. Stay out of my camera. Got keep, it. keep your shoulders out of my camera. Got <laughs> it. I'm sorry. Uh, but no. Mm. Uh, shout out to Denny for helping me set this up. Mario, Gabe. Um, none of this I could do by myself. You know, it's people like Denny that s- see something in me and believe in what I'm doing, believe in my potential, and um, you know, they gives me a boost. So he gave me a boost. I'm gonna give you guys a boost. Uh, tune in to the next episodes of Max Your Mind and um, leave, leave the comments down below. Let me know what you guys want to talk about, who you guys want me to feature. And um, that's a wrap. Thank you, guys. <laughs>